right turn, Clyde. Hello and welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris and I'm joined once again by my AP friend. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. I hope you gave me the finger as well when you were doing Do you know what? I actually did. I did give you the finger at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Well, that will hopefully give you a little clue as to what we are... um, going to be talking about well the thing is if you've downloaded it you'll know exactly what we're talking about because it'll be the title of the podcast um (laughs) but uh this is a spotlight reflection movie show and we have been doing quite a lot of these lately because we're we're quite enjoying doing them aren't we that's fair to say yeah we're prolific because someone's got to be yeah, the well, the well, the sledgehammer shows have sort of like um, taken a little bit of a backseat. We haven't abandoned them completely, but we've just been enjoying no, doing know. the movies, haven't we? Um, yes. You know, we're the the movie ones are sort of uh, tickling our fancy uh, at the moment, which is nice. Uh, so yeah, and we are on a roll. And in this particular episode, we are going to be taking a look at a film from 1980. Uh, so we're in the 80s and it stars Clint Eastwood and it is Any Which Way You Can. Uh, the sequel to Every Which Way But Loose from 1978. Now, we discussed Any Which Way But Loose in our last episode and the whole point of these movie shows, I think most people know what they're about now, but if you're a new listener, it's to go back to films that we watched when we were kids and uh, haven't seen them for many, many years uh, in a lot of cases, and to see whether we still like them or whether they're just like Clyde's turds, a big steaming pile of poop. <laughs> um, so, now, Every Which Way But Loose, I think it's fair to say we were a bit down on it, a bit mixed. You know, it didn't really live up to our expectations, our memories. What, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? We, I don't think we were impressed by it overall. Um, I think it, well, yeah, it was a bit long. Um, one of the characters was particularly irritating throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. And I think, like many people, with the correspondence we got back last time, I think quite a lot of people mistake any which way but loose for any which way you can. Or they can't separate them in their heads. Because yeah. everyone always says, oh, right turn, Clyde. And that was most of the feedback we got last time. Yet it's not in that film. It is in this film. Clyde is Clyde has a different role in this film than he did the previous film, really. Um, yes, very, very, yeah. But, yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was about 40 minutes too long and irritation mm. in it, I think. Mainly, well, actually, I say yeah. one character was annoying. Our main character was an irritant as well because he was such a fucking soppy, puppy-eyed muppet. 
<laughs> it's true, and and that's the thing, isn't it? Because I don't, I know I did. I, I mean, I, like we said the last one, I watched every which way but loose a lot when I was a kid, um, and I couldn't. It was I found it hard to separate the two. You know, there were bits that I took mm. from that movie that I would have thought there was in the other movie. Any which way uh, you can, and it was so. You know, it's it's been interesting actually going back to watch them both now to I suppose get a proper reading on them and to I suppose yeah. you know finally put them to bed and so say that we've we know which exactly which what happens in which because we go into quite a lot of detail about the films you know and when we, we write our notes and everything so um yeah and yeah I think particularly in the sequel it was going to be interesting because like you said uh Sandra Locke's character who plays Clint's love interest uh Lynn Halsey Taylor uh she's um well, she was a bit of a hustler in the first one. She didn't give a shit yeah. about Clint. She she just, you know, slept around, um, used and abused men, which, you know, is fine. I'm all for equal opportunities and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was just the way that she treated Clint. Uh, and Clint, I mean, like, this, like you said, he was a fucking idiot, really, in, the, in, in this because he just followed her around, even though she didn't want him to. But she was a bitch. And it's not because she used to. She, her character was a horrible character, you know, yeah. not a pleasant human being. N- yeah, no redeeming features whatsoever. Um, no. Just a, a complete enough to twat. We were very uh, well. I was in particular very dissatisfied with the ending because uh, Clint has this showdown with the um, the the uh, <laughs> famous tank Murdoch, uh, you know, and uh, the legendary tank Murdoch, who's his fat old man and you know clint fucking just loses he he throws the fight which it just had a totally unsatisfactory ending so i was looking forward to to going back and it was my pick because we alternate the picks but and, and i have to thank you again for buying the double uh bill uh dvd of um these two movies so that we could watch them um and, and so it you know it it would it was interesting because the first film ended on for me a bit of a low um and to see whether we we would embrace the second one more and what the differences were because we watched them relatively yeah. close together I mean, within the space of two weeks of recording so you know that's a lot of clint that's a lot of clyde yeah. uh you know so it's um yeah now essentially well, I was gonna say, sorry, you get i don't want to be too down on it because i did forget the other uh, any which way but lose does give you the Taking an ape to a to a porn show at a strip club <laughs> for all of the rest of it for the dodgy um, ending, I can't not I can't take away that little stroke of genius. Yeah, no, that 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 did, and there's some bizarre shits in the second one, but that was a highlight <laughs> from the first one. Yeah, uh, yeah, because at one point, as we explained. Uh, he takes Clyde on a night out and it starts off in just a general bar and then it ends up in um, in a strip joint and then in a porno theatre. Um, you know, so... <laughs> uh, very strange. Um, now, so the, the cast uh, for uh, Any Which Way You Can, vast majority of them are recurring characters that appeared in the first one. So you've got Clint Eastwood as Philo Beddo. Um, or Phil Beddo. I don't think they're Philo. They've just added an O on <laughs> Phil. It doesn't sound the same though, does it really? Phil Beddo. No. Um, and then you've got Sandra Locke as Lynn Halsey Taylor, the country singing harlot. Um, again, I couldn't remember how it picked up, like from the first film where 
he walked away from her because she hated him and yeah. she just used used and abused him into like you know them rekindling that relationship how did that happen because again i wouldn't have paid too much attention when i was a kid uh so that was interesting to go back to we'll get into, into that uh you got jeff jeffrey lewis as orville um clint's um brother friend is he still not still, still not, not sure if i'm honest i still don't know uh you got ruth gordon as ma uh and then you've got the um the black widow gang who I think again, pretty much all make you know the, their return, um, and yeah. then you've got a new character, um, William Smith, who plays a, a fighter called Jack Wilson. Uh, having a quick look at him, <laughs> he looks a bit like a slightly mean version of Bobby Ball. <laughs> yeah, a bit bigger than Bobby Ball, but yeah, yeah uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, just looking at him again, not doing any massive in-depth um, research or search, but just having a quick look. He actually died on July the 5th uh, of this year, uh, aged 88. Oh. How, about, how about that? Um, oh. Now... Wow. Only 88, so how old was he when he made this? 48, then. No, wow. I've got that completely wrong. Oh, no, I haven't got it right. 48? Is he 48? There you go. Um, I mean, Cliff must have been Cliff. <laughs> Clint, uh, <laughs> Cliff Eastwood as Phil Beddo. <laughs> he must have been sort of like you know in his mid forties when he made this as well. So because um, yeah. he's put, he's in his nineties as well, isn't he? Uh, good old yeah. Clint. Um, now, <laughs> Cliff, the, the, did you spot? And we'll get to it when, perhaps when we're talking about it. There is a character in this film that has appeared in an episode of Sledgehammer. Uh, you may get to that, Fucking potentially. Uh... He played a quite a prominent role in Sledgehammer. He was um, he was Sledge's partner when they were in uniform. Do you know what I was going to say? Is it the fellow who played his nemesis? But I, I, um, I'm trying to think who the hell he... Uh, the f- fuck was he? The only other characters in this are like mafiosos. Yes, he do, he plays one of the mafiosos, and I am scrolling uh, <laughs> to find his fucking name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he no, no, he, he's definitely in it. But I, I've just um, totally gone over it. I'll come to, back to it. Uh, yes, he played um, a character in Sledgehammer as his, uh, like I said, his nemesis that he he steals the bus. If you remember, we talked about that yes. one a, a while ago, um, and then. Did you notice? And I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred pounds. Uh, I probably shouldn't um, do that bet because I lost a bet to my daughter for a hundred pounds. If you, you recognised, ca- well, we we kind of just treated her. Didn't give her actually the hundred pounds because no. But if you guess this though, I'll, I'll give you massive kudos. There's a character in this. He pops up very briefly. Has no speaking lines whatsoever. It's um, as the mafia bosses are introduced, shall we say, and he is in Bloodsport. Can you guess who that was? Jesus. Uh... Again, a very prominent role in Bloodsport. And while I'll give you time to think about that, the actor's name uh, is Jack Thibault or Tybo, uh, who um, played one of the mafiosos. 
in this, and he played John Cogan in They Shoot Hammers, don't they? Which is that episode of Sledgehammer that I was referring to. Um, but yeah, uh, in this particular film, he plays. Uh, well, his his name is Head Muscle. Um, <laughs> so that's he hasn't actually got a name. He's just Head Muscle. So yeah, can you think of who it is? From Blood Sports again, blink. If you if you go back to the particular scene where there's a certain uh, element of animal cruelty, <laughs> which we'll get to. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just that oh, you know that uh, not. Um, he wasn't the one. Wasn't the one with the gold tooth? Was he or tooth in Bloodsport? No, he's Van Damme's best buddy. Oh the. Also in Sport 2. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Bloodsport 2. I didn't even know there was Bloodsport 2. Is there? There's a Bloodsport 4, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Um, no. Yeah. Donald Gibb is the actor who played Jackson in yes. Bloodsport. So there you go. Uh, has he got a name in this? Let's have a quick look. 1980. Oh, this is his first film. Uh, and he played Henchman. Um, and he was uncredited <laughs> as well. <laughs> no. so, but there you go. Um, so yeah, that that's um, the the cast. You got the director. Slight change in this one, and uh, this movie was directed by Buddy Van Horn, um, who again died earlier on this year. Uh, mostly dealt dealt with stunts. Was a stunt coordinator, uh, but he did direct uh, a couple of movies. Uh, well, three to be exact. Uh, one of them being Any Which Way You Can. Then he did another two Clint movies: The Deadpool and Pink Cadillac. Um, the Deadpool being uh, Harry Callahan, and I've never seen Pink Cadillac, so I've no idea. Um, but there you go. So, yeah, have you got? Oh, before you do a synopsis, let me. Um, yes. Let me just do a little comparison because I uh, wanted to see how they rated, you know, between the two. Because uh, as we discussed doing, again, a little bit of research on Every Which Way But Loose is that critically it was panned. But commercially, it was a massive hit. It's one of, one of Clint's biggest hits. And this is the same as well. Uh, apparently, this was one in the top five highest grossing movies of 1980 in America was and it? Canada. Blimey. Yes. Uh, you know, so huge hits for Clint, but like I said, critically, both of them got panned. So, um, every which way but loose on IMDb has got a six point three out of ten out of twenty six thousand uh, reviews, and then any which way you can has got a six point two out of ten out of nineteen thousand. So, not much in it. Um, just a quick preview on Metacritic. We'll talk about some Metacritic reviews in a minute. But again, Every Which Way But Loose has got a 41 score and a 6.8 user uh, rating. Any Which Way You Can has got 51 uh, Metacritic score and 7.6 user rating. Um, but I have, have to say... That, well, yeah. So it appears to be that people seem to favour the sequel more than they do the original um based on you know those reviews and ratings anyway so um oh and i should ask as well and i'll probably i know the answer anyway i think because we've kind of already established that we couldn't you know pick these two films apart you know um and we perhaps confused them when we were kids but have you any idea roughly when you would have seen this 
Um, oof. I think I think like the last one. I think this would have been one that maybe my either my dad may have recorded it on TV or we might have rented it. But I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was recorded off TV, and I definitely saw this one first out of the two. And this mm. is the one I saw more often. Oh, really? See, it was the other way around mm. for me. I saw Every Which Way But Loose more often. Um, but again, I was expecting scenes to happen in that film that actually happened in this film. So, <laughs> And maybe that's probably the best way to see them is as a double bill. I don't know, because that's people have it in their minds that they're kind of one film anyway. Do you know what I mean? Uh, or yeah, maybe true. they could have taken parts out the first film and then parts out the second film and just got rid of some of the other guff um, and just, you know, had just had one film. Like, but You could probably yeah, you edit could, them both together into one film. You you could do like um, like a Snyder cut and make it like yeah. four and a half. Well, it, well the film, the, both films are just under two hours. Yeah, you could make a four hour super cut, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. well, now that, no, yeah. Yeah, you know, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. How long is this um, film? So, according to IMDb, uh, it's 1 hour 56, and the um, Every Which Way But Loose is 1 hour 54. So, yeah. There's not I'm much sure to separate the them. I'm sure on the back of that DVD, that it said it said that um, Any Which Way You Lose was, was 100 and, whatever, 109 minutes or whatever. I'm sure it said this one was only 81 minutes long, but I was sat there last night thinking, this is this is longer than I think it is. Because I, th- I thought, yeah, they've cut a lot. They've made the second one a lot shorter. Obviously, I was wrong. No, it, it's definitely, it, yeah, it's definitely, uh, well, again, can't quote, definitely 150, uh, 1 over 54, but it was about that when I looked at the, to, well, <laughs> giving away something here. I did look a few times to see how long was left, but... Uh, yeah, well, that was late when I watched it. In my in my defence, and again, I'm not necessarily giving anything away, but I did check it just a couple of times, just to pause it and see how long was left and make a cup of tea. Um, anyway, yes, have you got a synopsis? And also, it'd be interesting to see if there's much difference between the synopsis from the first film and the second film. So uh, you go with the second film, and then I'll just do a quick reminder of the first film. Yeah, I think it's got three or four extra words in it, and it's also got a wrong bit in it. But anyway, the synopsis is thus. Um, a trucker turned prize fighter, his brother, and their pet orangutan have a series of misadventures involving the mob, corrupt cops, motorcycle gangs, and pretty dames. So pretty much, like, that's that's the first film, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <I'm just laughs> you know? except, except for the dames. mob, I guess. Yeah, pretty yeah. dames, is there any... Like mob corrupt cops? Is there corrupt cops in this? Um. Well, I don't know if they're corrupt as such, but they're they're just a bit incompetent. And um, yeah. I mean, in the first film, you'd argue that the cops in that are worse because they actually take time off to to go after them, don't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, the first one is the San Fernando Valley Adventures of Trucker Turned Prize Fighter. Phil Beddo and his pet orangutan, Clyde. <laughs> That's it. So like you said, they added a couple of extra uh, words yeah. just to beef it up a bit, I guess. Um, a little bit. They, yeah. There we go. Now, have you watched the trailer for this film? 
Oh, I only watched it. I watched it when I um actually when I watched the last film, I forgot to watch it again. Oh, well, when you get back to listen to this, fucking hell, it's an awful trailer. I mean, god almighty. It's the music in it is just unreal. I mean, the first trailer, the the trailer for the first film, because if you remember that had got that like a a couple talking. Oh, you like Clint Eastwood, don't you? Yeah. Oh, should we look? Should we go and watch the latest Clint movie? Which was bizarre to say the least. But this is just, good God. Anyway, here is the trailer for Any Which Way You Can. It's on. What? The fight. They're coming from every which way they can. Any which way they can, cause they're on to a sure thing. Clint and Clyde are back in any which way you can. Breaker, breaker, one nine. there's your good news channel. It's on, the fight is on! Faster, funnier, and feistier than ever. <laughs> hey, Meadow! It's not! Right turn, Clyde. He's big. Yeah, he's sizable. They said he beat everybody in the Marine Corps. Clint is one tough dude who won't be trifled with most of the time. There's one too many women in your life. I think I love you. And neither will Clyde. Come back here with my Oreos, yeah. Well, now they're up against it one more time. They're bashing barroom bully boys. Clyde, scrap the caddy. They're mauling malicious mobsters. And they're battling bizarre bikers. All right, then, let's start doing some stomping of our own. And most of all, facing down the meanest mangler. The fight is on. The brawniest brawler of them all. The fight is on. One Jack Wilson. It's the most knuckle-busting, gut-wrenching, brain-scrambling, butt-bruising, lip-splitting brawl of all time. It's a fight to remember. Clint Eastwood turned you every which way but loose before. Now you can bet he'll do it again. See him and the whole gang. Any which way you can. It's a sure thing. Any which way you can. So there you go. That was the shitty trailer. It, it's, I mean, the music, it's like, just, it It doesn't suit the, the film. I mean, we've said before, the tone of the film is it's a bit of comedy, it's a bit of romance, possibly. It's got a bit of action. It's a bit all over the place, really, isn't it, in terms of its... You can't you can't pinpoint it down to one particular genre, no. can you, well, I, really? I would say that the, the tone of this film is slightly different. Yeah, um, it's... Um, and so, yeah, it, it. but it's like this... You know, kind of wacky music, wacky voiceover man. You know, just yeah. oh, I don't know. You're it's gonna love strange. Clint Eastwood and his crazy ape. That's that's the one. Yes. Kind uh, of. Um, no, 
How many pages of notes Ooh. have you made for this film? Right. Just, just to make sure, have you written yours or have you typed it or something? Hey, here we go. What size paper? A4. Oh, honestly, I think we're going to have to take a break while I'll crack one off. Right, uh, one, two, <laughs> Get the fuck out of town. Somehow I've done about eight and a, eight and a half. Really? Oh my god! I can't. I must admit, I can't remember how many notes I wrote on the first one. But I've done six and a half pages on this. I think. So. Do you know what? I think I've actually just. I have because I've taken your thing now of separating scenes by a blank line. So I suppose if you in the olden days I just used to write continuously, but now I separate scenes. So if you you know pre pre jellymanization of my notes, I probably have about seven, but now I have eight and a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I've separated scenes. I've yeah. probably actually written the entire fucking script. I think, I think there's more <laughs> writing here than that was in the actual synopsis or initial draft, yeah. anyway, of this film. Yeah, and as we get into it, it is very easy to understand why people get these two films mixed up. Yes. Because it's kind of almost like a bit of a carbon copy, yeah. isn't it, really? Um, you know, it, it picks up... Obviously, after the events of uh, the first film, um, and it's even a very similar opening. Yes. You know, it, Roads, the, the opening. Country music, truck. Yeah. Well, pickup thing, driving, country music, more roads, a very understated title card. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Thing. Oh, well, actually, no, did you, know- you get less in this one because you don't get, you don't get Philo stopping off. You know, having a bit of a kiss with a receptionist, flirting with another one straight away. You get none of that this time. Just roads no. and country music. Uh, but you do get a, a duet with Ray Charles and Clint Eastwood. Did you did you pick up on that? No, I didn't. So the song they're singing is Beers to You. And I, I, I again, couldn't remember this at all. And then when I heard, because you can tell it's a duet. And I didn't quite pick up it was Ray Charles to begin with, but that, he's got quite a distinctive voice yeah. anyway. So you you know, but God fucking Clint Eastwood singing. When Uncle Sam call us up, we hit that eastern sand. Fought like hell for three long years in that South Asian land. We met a few foreign ladies. Mm-hmm. We drank a lot of lukewarm oh, beer. Oh, I remember. But tonight in this old Tucson bar. You know what? It's so damn good to see you here. Beers to you, old amigo, for all the good times. Here's to all the women that we've been through. Let's set them up, my compadre. Bar stool to bar stool, shoulder to shoulder. All right, beers to you. I struggled. I, I know. I mean, he, he has sang before. I mean, he loves jazz by all accounts. And I've heard because he, he did a song on Gran Torino um, with Jamie Cullen, I think it is. Um, but, oh, God, it, it, yeah. yeah very I didn't really pay much attention odd. to it because I mean, the first one, obviously the song was called Any Which Way But Loose. And that was every, every not, not which any. way but 
Fucking stupid names. Why don't we just call it Man and His Monkey 1 and Man and His Monkey 2? But, um, yeah, that, that, that had the title song of said film called said film's name. And that was played quite a lot. And it went on for about five minutes at the start of this one. And then this one, I was expecting any which way you can to be the title song. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that threw me mm-hmm. right, right straight away. So I didn't even think about who was singing it. Because I was like, well, this song isn't called Any Which Way You Can. Uh, and there isn't Any Which Way You Can song because it's sang yes. in, by Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And it's it plays over the end. and it Well, he sings it um, in the bar as well yeah. at one point. And it was a really big hit, apparently. Reading on Wikipedia, that you know, it was a it's a huge so, uh, hit for for from uh, the, based on the film. But so it's kind of weird, isn't it? That you, why didn't they have this like little duet at the end, yeah. or or later on, or something? You know, it it doesn't quite fit to me because you've got a song that fits the the title of the movie in the first one, but you don't in the second one as such. I don't know. Strange. Um. So and then. There's there's a little bit where there's this trucker and these two motorbike cops and the trucker's having a bit of fun with them, toots his horn and sort of shits them up a little bit. Um, turns out that the truckers and the cops are all off to watch a fight, um, which is Philo um, fighting this big copper. Yeah, you know, at a quarry, um, which, which we've established in the first film where he fought Tucker Johnson, not fucking Tucker Johnson. Um, <laughs> what was his name? Bob, 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 uh, uh, Bob Cratchit, no, Fat Man, Stiff Moore Tucker. What was his fucking name? Fat Boy Slim, <laughs> Fat um, oh, um, Fucking Tank Murdoch. Hey, yeah, I was, I was close. You know, because he fought Tank Murdoch. <laughs> what did it. you call him? T- Tucker, Tucker, Tucker Johnson. What? <laughs> um, tank fucking Murdoch. He fought him in a quarry, and we're back in a quarry again, aren't we? Oh, old. I don't know if it's, it's not the same quarry because I think he's back over his bit of the country now, but. Apparently, quarries are where are where it's at in the uh, illegal world of semi cowboy inbred fist fighting. But, but yeah, um, and so the cops are all betting on their fighter, and uh, and then Clyde's um, there, you know, and uh, he's now. I think it's fair to say that Ma has perhaps got less to do in this film, yes. and Clyde's got more to do yes. in this film because they probably thought. Oh, everyone loved Clyde from the first film, and he 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 did perhaps steal the show in some scenes because you know, but yeah. it, weren't in it that much in the first film. He was he was just he was just another character with fire all the time, but he wasn't really given like his own scenes as such. You know, he just got just got the occasional beer, stole cookies, and got taken to fuck shows. That was basically his thing. He did give, he flicked the occasional <laughs> bird, did a little mincy walk. And sort of did a little happy cheer thing. <laughs> but that was about it. He's got more. I mean, maybe because it's different orangutan. I think we can establish that pretty it straight is, off. Yeah, this yeah. one was more of a actor. Whereas the other one. Well, he, he definitely got more facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, and, and things that he does. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah. And then, um, like I said, he's got this thing now where he likes to take shits in police cars. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did establish in and, the first film that he shit all over the house. Oh, yes. Because Ma was annoyed yeah. that he stole the Oreo cookies first, and the fact that, and, and I think I quote, he shit everywhere, you know, all over the goddamn house. So Clyde has clearly got a fetish for pooing in places. 
Mm. Um, but I think it's just a show of his lack of respect for authority, yeah. um, particularly in this film. And so, I mean, Clint's having a fight. Clint, F- Philo. Uh, and pug-faced motherfucker who the police think is really hard. Cause he, or apparently he has beaten up every Navy SEAL or whatever it is. That... Ma- Marines. Marine. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. the same difference. Sorry, America. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Philo's winning relatively straightforward. Oh, you know, he's really beating easily. him up. Yeah. For all the talk, turns out Flat Face Joe, as I know he's called Joe, but he's got a flat face. <laughs> flat Face Joe, like all of the opponents we've seen him fight so far, can't fight for shit. So mm. basically, he just sort of stands there ready to fight and then just gets punched in the face a lot and doesn't attempt to block or do anything. At one point, Philo does grab him, but I'm not sure why because. He didn't. Oh, I don't know. It's just it. Yeah, the the standard of fighting at this point is still. It, it's uh, it's not great. Not not, not great. No, and the, and the punches are being thrown at the camera, oh. so it's almost like I suppose they're trying to get you in the fight. I think I think uh, it's because but, I think the first punch you see in the film, I think it's like at least they try a few more different shots. I'm pretty sure it's like a bird's eye view. And Philo yeah, look, throws look, a over punch, the top, yeah. And it must, it must miss the actor by a by a clear foot. And, <laughs> it, and it does. It's like, oh, right, that's why they do close up shots and mainly have Clint punching the camera because, yeah, they weren't they weren't very good at their choreography. Mm. Um, but Clint does take a shot yes. at one point because he gets distracted by uh, <laughs> two women, one in particular whose tits are bouncing around, um, and the camera. Zooms right in yes. on the on the you know these boobs because uh, Clint sort of like you know he like well we we've established in the first film he's a bit of a ladies yeah. man um, you know and so anyway this this distracts him slightly so that he gets a, a punch in the face which just makes him mad yeah. really doesn't it kind of hulks um, up without hulking up because you know someone someone robbed him of well he, yeah yeah he was uh, looking at the boobies and that's all he wanted to mm. do but but Joe got back up and. And clocked him on, but no, then, yeah, Philo gets up, hits him about ten times without any reply, without Joe attempting to block anything, and then he's won. Although he does refuse, does he? Because he kind of staggers back, but he won't finish him off. And I don't mean that in a, he won't pull his trousers down and, you know, <laughs> get a mouthful of that lovely <laughs> marine jizz. Uh. <laughs> yeah. he, refuses um. to, he refuses to beat him when he's down, which I, I suppose... I suppose that kind of follows on from the sentiment behind the ending of the first one, but in that one he refuses to beat shit out of uh, Tucker Johnson, and but he lets him win. <laughs> this time it's like I've done him, and I've done him easily, but I refuse to humiliate him by just flattening him, flattening him straight onto the ground as a pancake. Yeah, Maybe. squashing his nose even more yeah. than it already you is. Couldn't, you, um, you couldn't at all. Otherwise, it'd be a belly button, <laughs> proper flat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and then um, the, the Clint. The, the, so now they're all in the truck, uh, Orville and um, Clyde and and Philo. And he, Philo basically says this is that was his last fight because he's started to enjoy the pain. Yeah, um, so what pain? You've been it once. I was gonna say it's not as if you know it's uh, you, you know you you get hit that often no. to enjoy it. So. Uh, but still, and now you actually hear him say right turn Clyde because he's got no indicators on the truck because yeah. it's a pretty old truck. Um, but, you know, so that's the first time of 
I think three, maybe four times it's actually said. Yeah. Um, well, we should and, say that, that uh, yeah. during that first fight, while while he's fighting, we didn't, you know, in between there was shots of Clyde crawling up one of the um, fucking, what are they called? Containers, round people. And he does go and shit in the police car, doesn't he? That's when we first see it. Did you yeah. really say that? I'm and like, he does, like, it, he does it. Stroke. No, no, no. Well, we mentioned that he does shit in them, but we didn't say which specific oh, yeah. point in the in the film. But well, yeah, uh, but also, yes, and he does like to he does his little mincy walk, which I love as well, <laughs> which is very cool. Um, so oh. yeah, and then so he says he's enjoying the pain, and it turns out the policeman whose car that Clyde's shat in are right behind them. This just confused me a bit, and they they're feeding Clyde a banana. Clyde throws the banana skin out of the police car out the police car out the truck and it lands on the police car and you think oh here we go trouble now and one of the policemen gets really angry and the other policeman says don't and that's it so there's, there was no repercussions I was thinking that oh we're going to have a chase or something but no nothing happened no nothing that's it um, and so now we go to New York and you can tell because they've got uh, uh, you know the, the two towers uh, sort of in the background yep. the twin towers um, and uh, that th- this is what I was saying. This is one of the bodyguards who escorted the man in with the is what is it a must? What, what what's I is don't it, what's know the... what it actually was. I think it's supposed to be a mongoose. A mongoose. That's it. Well, I don't know if that yeah, was I was going to say mustang, or, but I knew that was that was a ferret. I'm not sure, but it's supposed to be a mongoose. I wrote down mongoose, but yeah. So yeah, the, one of the, like I said one of the bodyguards is Jackson from Bloodsport, looking very, looking very young in this. And uh, he, um, so this is where you're introduced to the sort of mob. Well, this is kind gamblers. of mob gambling. This is like fucking. Um, this is like a really cheap version of Squid Game. Rich people just betting money on fights or something. There's lots of hmm. lots of rich people in a room. Few of them are chewing great big cigars, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, oh, what we got here then? And then, yeah, for some reason, one of them's bought a snake. Was well, snake versus mongoose fighting? It, it's a it's a rattlesnake against a mongoose. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, it actually and appears actually... to be a rattlesnake versus either a mongoose or something. Yeah, and because at one point, you, I mean, the may have. Um, Defanged? Is it defanged? Yeah, could have defanged uh, it the, or milked it, I suppose. Yeah, they could have taken the poison out, but the fucking snake bites the, <laughs> the mongoose. You know, well, it does still bites it, doesn't yeah. it? How did they know what was uh, going to happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like the mo- the mongoose bite, bites the snake as yeah. well. It's it's like it's happening. Yeah. you know, it's not, it's, it's not it, CGI. It's real. Yeah. Like, oh, the the um, CD criminal underworld of snake versus mongoose fight. And then I just put, well, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, nice bit of animal cruelty, yeah. but still. Uh, uh, so it was the 80s, I guess. Um, and then the, the so these gangsters, again, I wouldn't even call them gangsters as such, are they? They're sort of no. like book, bookies, aren't they, yeah. that work for, for, for gangsters and no gangsters. Um, I was trying to play guess but, the accent uh, on one of them because I still can't figure it out. Yeah, um, but they're talking about setting up another fight, but the, with a guy called Wilson. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know they've heard about this this person called Philo, and that he's a decent fighter or whatever. So they you know sends off one of them to to set up the fight. They say they um, pay this Wilson. They pay Wilson five grand a month. 
Oh, basically, okay. what, what, what am I paying him five grand, five k a month for? Because he hasn't fought anyone for a while. Because apparently he did something. You know, everyone's scared to fight him, so he hasn't fought in a while. But he still gets five grand a month just for sitting on his ass, I suppose. He's, he's on a ret- retainer, I guess. He's, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's suggested that he did something bad yeah. to the last two fighters that he uh, he had a scrap with. The other thing I don't understand is right. This is set six months after. I think it's six months after the first film. I think I'm sure it was referenced mm-hmm. later. But everyone's going on about fucking. Tucker Johnson in the first film was being like the ultimate <laughs> fighter. It's like the ultimate street fight. It turns out he's a fat old dude. It's only six months later. How come all of a sudden this this fella here has, who's got a rep big enough that no one's fought it for months and he, and he does stuff to people. But he was never mentioned in the first film. But it's only six months mm. later. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's in New York and I, maybe there, there's just a different... I, I don't know... Um, it's like it's like Street Fighter Two. It's like people thought that Balrog was like, sorry, not in the Japanese version because I'm naming conventions. Yada yada. People thought that Balrog was like going to be the final boss because he was the first boss you came up against, and then you realised there was more. So maybe like in, you know, Cowboy Hickville, uh, bum your mum country, um, they all <laughs> thought that Tucker Johnson was like the you know the big boss. But it turns out when you beat him in the quarry. And it goes, duh, 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 duh. then it goes to the world map and the plane goes to New York and it's Wilson. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and now you get introduced to a couple of new characters that have a bit of a recurring role throughout the film. Um, now, did you recognise one of them? The woman, I'll say. Oh, she's at Goonies. Yay! And uh, throw, the... it, throw Mama out of the train. That's right. She's what's um, a, a feminine beauty she is. I don't mean to be horrible, but <laughs> as when I was younger, you know, she weren't going to be one you'd press pause on. Oh god! So her name is um, uh, in the in the film. Her, her character is called Anne Ramsey, and her husband is Logan Ramsey. But in real life, and I only found this out through doing oh, a bit they of research. Brother on the and film, sister, were she, they? No, they're a husband and wife really? in real life. Yeah. So she's um, called Loretta Quince um, in... Um, no, I've got that wrong. I've got that absolutely wrong. It's Anne Ramsey. It's a real name. And Logan Ra- Ramsey is a husband's real name in really real life. Yeah. And the actor, uh, the characters they play is Loretta Quince and Luther Quince. But yeah, they were actually married. Yeah. How, how about that? Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well... Oh, there Hollywood you go. power couple. And yeah, and and they you get to see them at some point later on. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> and they say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but fucking hell. Um <laughs> And that goes that anyway, swings both ways, by the way. Neither of them are exactly, you know oil portraits. Yeah. No. Or oil paintings. Mm. Yes, yes, I know. And again, you know. Oh, that's um, anyway, so, but, you know, they're just not. They're quite ugly. Um yeah. So they're, they're this 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 old couple that are travelling I think they're on holiday or something yeah, suggested. They're finally on vacation, aren't um, they? Yeah. Um and they're talking about, you know, oh, you know, we shouldn't come out of out this far and we should have stayed a bit close to home because it's all everyone's a bit weird. Uh, uh, you know where there is it California is it that's kind of where the, the film's set isn't it that's where so, Philo yeah. lives I think yeah. um, 
and then so you know they're, they're talking about all oh, everyone's a weirdo and then you see Clyde uh, Orville and uh, Philo having a piss on the side of the road yeah. all three of them together uh, which kind of backs up what they were saying yeah. really um, so anyway then we're at the Palomino Club hey, which makes a return and guess who's singing well it's not that it's but apparently Clyde is now allowed in there and it's more than that, but we'll get to that. But Clyde never appeared in the Palomino in the first film, but he was always at home, locked in that barn, nicking cookies. But now, now he's out for, you know, lads night out, oi, oi, et cetera. But yes. Yeah. And also, he never met Lynn in the first film, did he? Did he not? Because, no, I don't think so, because I'm sure... No, you're, you're that... right. He was going to introduce her, going to introduce him, That's... because he, he was telling Clyde how how sexy Clyde was and oh you wait till Lynn sees you oh no he was saying that when he when he got Lynn that dress oh you wait till Clyde sees you in that because he was threatening eight rape um but yeah you know I think you're right they never met uh, they never met but so but somehow Clyde is infatuated with Lynn which again we'll get to but yeah I must admit I, I again. So this is the point I was talking about. Is I can't remember how they got back together again in the second film. Well, it's hardly because deep, it is left it? Let's on. Be honest, it makes no fucking well, sense. Not re- <laughs> no, it, no, because in the, at the end of the first film, like we said, she she breaks down crying, slaps him around a bit, says that she hates him, and he walks off, and then he loses t- to Tank Murdoch. After he's had the realization so, that everyone else knew that he was being played for a fucking idiot. Yes. Uh, so and Clyde's drinking a beer because again he's just allowed to drink beer and stuff, uh, and and then she finishes her set, uh, song. God. Um, I know, and then um, she just walks up to Clint and apologizes, yeah. and that's it. It's, I mean he he's a bit cold towards her to begin with, but fucking hell, it doesn't take much to warm up towards. I mean he it's like don't you remember anything that happened six months ago? What she did to you, you know, just like. What the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, it's it's, ba- it's baffling. She's she's eventually because he's given her the cold shoulder. She says, "Do you want me to leave?" And he says, "Yeah." Clyde blows a raspberry at him because you know that's that's his special move in this film. Pretty much is the is blowing a raspberry um, and the finger. Yeah, yeah, and then he he but then he oh no, Clyde goes over to her, doesn't he, by the bar? Clyde goes well, that's to sit it. next to Lynn at the bar and orders a fucking beer. And he's got a watch on as well. Yeah. Did you he's notice that? He's got a watch that? on. He's got a bar tab. Uh, and and the barman's quite happy. Yeah. 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 She talks to him. She's like, she's talking to him as if, you know, like, I mean, I know, look, you know, you have conversations with your pets. I'm sure you talk to your cat and stuff like that, you know, and, and... Yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Stop scratching shit. Uh, but you know what I mean. So I don't, I'm I'm not saying that you you wouldn't talk to you wouldn't talk to them because you do you know. But yeah. it's like she's just having a conversation about how you know she's kind of screwed up and and everything else and and what the fuck. And then there's this other bloke who doesn't want Clyde there because he's a yeah. dirty monkey or whatever. Uh, and then Clyde bends this metal. Bar, yeah. All right. This this bloke's being a racist, essentially. It's kind. Of, I suppose it's a it's a an image of racism. He doesn't want to drink next to a monkey, etc. 
Clyde bent. Oh no, Clyde destroys some of the property because he bends that <laughs> big bar which is on the thing, which is property damage. Barman's okay with that because the barman says, you know, he's he's fine, and that bloke threatens him, and then when he sees Clyde bend the bar, he backs off and sits down. Um, and then I can't read that bit. What the fuck? Oh, right, yeah, Clyde, rips, Clyde rips the can in half and drinks out of a razor-sharp can. Then <laughs> yeah. gets off his chair and gives the fella a kiss. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and then Orville comes over and tells her to like piss off, basically. And um, yeah. she then plays the victim in all of this. Like, you know, it, it, she mm-hmm. she was, you know, just... She didn't have anything. She she couldn't do anything else. She she you know she uh, didn't have any choice or whatever. Yeah. Um, she never said what happened to her ex boyfriend. It's like they've just rewritten her character and just said forget what she did in the first film. They've got a bit of history, but just let's forget the fact that she was a horrendous human being. Mm. And that she was just sat there uh, screaming in his face and hitting him. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's that. So then we get to the biker gang. And they're still, yep. they still want Philo. Um, oh, but again, like they are Philo Bedo cult almost. They've are <laughs> cult of we must get back at Philo Bedo. I mean, we're still wearing all the Nazi stuff, obviously. But um, yeah, they're obsessed. They're obsessed with uh, obsessed with getting Philo back. But they're it chanting seems it, that... aren't they? Chanting it all, yeah. and and uh, but one of them's baking some brownies, which have burnt um which you know th- these are the comic relief aren't they i guess these yeah. are just but they're turned up to even more ridiculous levels of um uh you know um yeah, ridicule they're, they're just farcical they aren't they what's the what's the what's the name of the leader again oh cholo i think it is cholo yeah because doesn't he, at one point he, he Cholo turns to the lord quite often in this film he's always talking to god he very rarely mm talks to anyone else he just shouts at his men lord you made some men out of clay mine are made out of shit (laughs) yeah yes um so the next it's just a reminder that they are still around the next day uh you you see ma and she's talking to philo and um she's still she's moaning at him for quitting fighting um You know, she wants him... Well, not that he got beat up particularly based on the fights we've seen, but, you know, she's quite happy for him to get into fights because it makes money for them. Yes. Um, he's bothered about is having a roof over her head and, you know, keeping a poor old woman safe, etc. Hmm. Um, Clyde's still stealing Oreos because he pinches some Oreos. Um, and mm. then one of the, the mob bosses turns up and uh, chats to him about the fight. They want to pay him quite a lot of money. What was it? $25,000 or something, win or lose? It starts at 15k to fight a fella called Jack Wilson, and then Philo doesn't say no, and he just goes straight in there, okay, 25, 25 grand, with 10 grand in advance. Yes. Thought, well, he didn't have to do much negotiating there to almost <laughs> double his money, did he? <laughs> no. And I couldn't figure out this fella's accent. <clears throat> like, Hello, Mr. Pedro. Hello, Mr. Pedro. It's, got, it's, a, it's a weird, <laughs> weird thing. Is he supposed to be like a New Yorker, you know, kind of uh, a, a New New York accent? Can't do it, can he? If that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Beto. We want you to fight Jack Wilson. No, that's <laughs> <a different laughs> Jamaican. 
<laughs> that went from Tunisian to Jamaican. Uh, um, but anyway, so it didn't take him long to sort of like go back on his word about like quitting fighting. Um, no. So anyway, he gives Clyde the money uh, because he would, because uh, he's his manager apparently. Uh, <laughs> and mean... then, yeah, uh, or- Orville's got this kind of sideline thing now because he's got a tow truck. And he's listening on this like um, it's like a police radio kind of thing, yeah, but but specifically for tow for tow trucks. <laughs> I didn't realise that tow truckers had got like their own channel, which they all shared information yeah. on or spoke on or, or what I don't know. Um, because one of these rival tow truck companies gets a call to pick up a car, um, but he's got all of their logos and he just kind of sticks them to the side of the door and goes off and takes the job. Weird. Yeah. What the fuck is all I don't about? Know. I thought he just had a tow truck business. Now it turns out he does, but he's a fraud who just steals other companies' business. Yeah, somehow has lots of magnetic stick-on liver liveries of the, all of the other local tow truck companies. Yeah, I mean, I d- surely the all of the other tow truck companies at some point would have figured figured this out by now that they're all, Orville keeps turning up with different. I don't know. It's weird, a weird turn for the character. Yeah, um, I mean, it could be because he's on his own and he hasn't got Echo with him anymore. So he's not, you know, he's not shooting above his, he's not punching above his weight anymore. He's you know, single, etc. So he's yeah, just a steel business. And I think he, he he does feel a bit put out. I think in this film, I mean, he hasn't got a lot to do really, as he's no. uh, you know, he, he seemed to have a little bit more to do in the first film. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, Mar is now looking for the money. Uh, which yeah. Clyde has hidden somewhere, um, but Clyde's then disappeared. He's just fucked off, you know, because he's free now, isn't he? He's yeah. He's a he's a he's a person. He's not a an animal. He's he's allowed to go off and do what he wants. Yeah. Um, and so um, Philo goes looking for him, um, and turns out that he's at the club and he's yeah. just sitting at the table, yeah. back at the Palomino, and guess who's <laughs> fucking singing again? But yeah. So Clyde's gone in there on his own, ordered a beer, put it on the tap, <laughs> and he sat there watching watching the show. Yeah, it's I so. Mean, oh, Philo. I mean, it, it, so there were scenes in the first film, like we've mentioned about, where the, he takes him to a, like a strip club and all that, which is a bit bizarre. But then uh, th- there was also a scene where they're sitting in a restaurant just eating dinner. Yeah, uh, you know, in a room full of people where nobody bats a fucking eyelid. No. Even it's it seems to be turned up even more now. Like he's just he goes to the local bar and yeah, just he's got a bar tab. I don't get it. It's uh, weird. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, Philo sits next down sits ne- down next to him. And well, Philo's um, still a thick bastard because he walks in there, walks to the bar, and he says, "Have you seen is Clyde here?" And the bloke goes, "Yeah, he's over there." By over there, he means five foot away in front of him. So he walks in. <laughs> Can't see his five foot eight amongst this crowd of people sat on his own at a table drinking beer. Yeah, I mean that if you walked into a bar, that would be the first thing that you'd notice, wouldn't it? You know, you'd have a a fucking orangutan, wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) it? Like you'd scan the room and you'd fucking hell, he's a bit airy. Hang on, (laughs) even if they were wearing a dress and a shower cap, Mm. which may or may (laughs) not happen at some point. Oh, God. Um, so, anyway, so there, um, 
Philo and Linston are song now and she comes over. They're talking about their relationship and he's starting to thaw to her and then he offers her a ride home. And yeah. I was like, well, that didn't take fucking long to no. get back on track, did it really? Uh, no, not at all. Consi- it, it, it was... Was not was not a well well written deep reunion. It was a sorry, don't believe you. Sorry, all right. It it's I mean, it would have made it more believable, I guess, in if in the first film that she. I don't know that they just kind of they they couldn't be together for some reason or other. Not yeah. just because she was just a fucking scumbag. Well, and she just, had that boyfriend, didn't she? I don't know if it was it a boyfriend or a pimp. Was it Skylar? Skylar, yeah. entirely clear. But if she'd have explained what had happened to Skylar or explained a little bit about what her situation was and what makes it different now, I might have got on with it a bit more. But not just say, oh, yeah, sorry, it was a bit rough. Sorry. That's pretty That's it. much it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she is a little bit down on a look now because she hasn't got a trailer. She's she hasn't she, she's clearly not got Skylar anymore because uh, she hasn't got anywhere to live. Um, and she's at the YWCA, which um, yeah. is a, a, a the opposite of the YMCA, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's um... the less easy to sing song as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you know she's staying there. Um, Clyde then gives him the finger. Uh, it's very brief, but I'm sure Clyde gives him the finger because he drives off. Yeah, um, so. And then the biker gang turn up next to them. And this is it. This is where you get the famous line that everybody thinks is from the first film. Um, and the punch. Well, is it? Is it? They're going to tell Philo that they're going to kill him slowly. And uh, after, after after 25 years, you're going to be shaking like some blind faggot at a wheelie <laughs> roast. <laughs> I read. When I, oh, when I heard that line delivered, and I was gonna write it down, but I thought, no, I, I knew you would. So, <laughs> oh god, that did make me chuckle because it, it's not necessarily a word that you tend to hear very often these days, is it? In no. in movies, <laughs> and I get, I get what they, oh, yeah, I get what they mean as well. Yeah, like a. Like you know, all those sausages at a beanie roast, and shaking with excitement. If you can't see them, you think they're all clucks. Um, it's a, <laughs> just an, a, a highly unusual insult that I'd never heard before. I'd never heard since. Oh, and then, then they're going to set, set fire to Clyde, which is a bit more sinister. Okay. Yes, yeah, just a tad. <laughs> it's of not as. You know, the first insult is pretty bad, I guess. But at the same time, it's got a certain, you know, uh, charm to it. But then they're just going to say, we're going to have a an ape roast. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they meant sexual. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, then it's the right turn, Clyde. And yes. uh, punches them, knocks all the bikes over. Um, and then they drive off. Um, but then Philo has a change of heart decides that he's totally forgiven Lynn for all of her sins and and everything that she did against him, uh, dragging him around half the country. Well, not dragging him, because she didn't make him, but, you know, all of the heartache, or everything else has been put behind them. And um, he turns around and he goes back to get her um, and says that she can stay with him. Um, but because it's a women's hostel or refuge or whatever you want to call it, um, yeah. no men are allowed. So the police turn up and... Um, what whilst they're escaping and hiding, Clyde decides to take another shit in the police car. Um, yep. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I could any, have any... sworn when I when I when I first saw this film, I could have sworn you saw a picture of the shit. I was sure there was a little cut of the actual dump in the car. Oh, I don't remember that. I must admit, mm, but maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's all. I must admit, there's certain elements of this film that, you know, it veers into like police academy type territory. You know, oh, it's, it's a police academy. There's a whiff of Cannonball Run, that kind of stuff. Cannonball well. Run, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, particularly the ending. I mean, the ending yeah. is very, very Cannonball Run, which is a film I haven't seen for fucking years again. But uh, uh, so anyway. <clears throat> Now they're back at the house, and she's now sleeping in Philo's bed, and Philo's got a um, a little mattress to go and sleep with Clyde in in Possibly the fucking yeah <laughs> in the outhouse. Um, again, I'm... couldn't remember this at all. But Clyde, um, Philo is lying down, and you know he's got his top off and whatever. Yeah. Is and Clyde, Clyde spooning him at this point? Clyde spoons him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Clyde comes over and spoons him. And uh, he's got his arm over him, which, you know, is nice. Because, I mean, again, if you, you got, I'm sure, you you know, you let, if you allow your cat to come upon the bed and it, it'll come and sleep on the bed with you or a dog. I mean, you know, I've done that before. There's a big difference between that and an orangutan <laughs> who could, if it wanted to, quite easily pin you down and have its wicked way with you. <laughs> but now... This was the thing, right? And again, when I was a kid seeing this, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But Lynn is a bit restless. Yep. She she goes to see Philo in the outhouse barn, whatever you want to call it. Sees that Clyde is spooning him because he's got his arm over him. And joins them for a threesome. Yes. Like, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? I... I <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't sure at this point. I thought, I, and I still don't know. Did she actually go there to sleep to feel comfort? Did she go there because she was Randy? Did they fuck in front of Clyde? Then <laughs> did Clyde join in? Did Philo only watch Clyde fucking Lynn? I don't know. Could be all or any of them. Because that's the thing. See, I'm mean, again like, you know, I, you had a girlfriend in the past, and you've, if you've got a dog or whatever. You'd feel a bit uncomfortable even letting a dog watch you doing it, wouldn't yeah. you? Let alone an intelligent ape type ape. Especially when, ape. when the dog wants to join in as well, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> and something definitely happened because after the after the you know hairy three way orgy, next morning <laughs> Clyde gets up and the first thing he does is kiss her, as yeah. if to say thanks for last night. And then you get a nice little. Um, Musical montage of him, like oh, he's. Oh, 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 I don't know why I'm doing a new monkey impression. Uh, <laughs> you, you forgot the bit then when Clyde has his own pinups. Oh yeah, he's got his own little wank bank oh, <laughs> in God. his barn. There's a black and white photo picture of a female orangutan. I don't know. Is it supposed to be? The, it can't be the same one as in the first film because wasn't that across oh. county or bit of the country or whatever? Yeah. And, and he. he Blows a raspberry and he whistles. Clyde can whistle as well now. Oh yeah, he's got, he's got a whistle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes, he goes, <laughs> oh, he does, and he kisses the picture, doesn't he, as well? And then he he. Um, well, before uh, that, we then sorry, we then then uh, what's her face? Lynn, Lynn and Philo wake up, and we've gone from screaming at him. We've we've been there for less than twelve hours, and now she's confessing love. She loves him. Actual love. 
But Clint, does, I mean, whether he's still a bit wary of her, but he doesn't say that he loves her. Although, you know, no. they do get it on a little bit. And um, and then, yeah, Clyde has his own little uh, song and he yes. has a bit of a montage, doesn't he? Like a, a rocky yes, training does. montage of him just yeah. falling over. and Falling over, <laughs> fucking around, throwing stuff. <laughs> Punch him <laughs> using a punchy bag, falling off a chair. Yeah, I, yeah. what I, I what mm, I wasn't sure what was going on at this point. I was but really trying to figure out what to, I know. We're going for like tonally, we're going for more farcical with like the Black Widows and whatnot. And uh, you know, there was a kind of a serious undertone for the first film mixed in with stupidity. There's certainly more swearing and blasphemy in the first film, if you want to put it that way. In comparison to this one, but yeah, montage of just—it's like we've had to pay for this ape. We need to get. We need. We just need to have a scene with him dicking around because this has cost us money. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. In the first film, you know, Cloyd was used as and when, but it was not as often as you thought. But in the second film, it's like well, they were. Oh shit! Everybody loves Clyde. Yeah, so everyone loves an ape. So we've got to make the most of him, and and he's going to be in even more now. And we just have a pointless scene of him just fucking around and falling over and riding a bike, uh, you know, and and just doing random things like that. So um, apes can do. Apes are funny. We'll get rid of Mars' character. We'll basically get rid of Orville. We won't introduce any new characters. It basically, we'll just have a lot more Clyde. I like hmm. orangutans. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then um, Orville brings this car home that from his 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 car ripping off business. Uh, again, what's what he's he's just bought this car home to scrap it. Yeah. So he's a criminal. Then he steals cars now. Yeah. That's but his thing. Gonna, someone's going to pay him two hundred bucks as well to scrap it. Hmm. Um. So and this is Clyde's job now because he's got a yep. more of a job. He's he rips cars apart and throws the yeah. stuff. It'll be the comic comical. Kind yep. of like when he th- when he throws bits of metal and doors and bumpers and whatever. Now I'm um, not sure he actually threw them that far because you never <laughs> see his arms in the shop. No, no. And there's definitely a scene later on where he's smashing up another car and he sort of taps the roof and it's yes. under underneath in the car it's like clonk. Yeah, um, very uncomfortable editing in that scene. Mm, yes. Um, so anyway, then um, Farlow goes out for a jog. Uh, and then this man, who you don't know at this point in time, starts jogging with him, and this yes, seems to be getting on well. Mysterious, just... mustachioed man with a with 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 a very mottled face. Yes, it, especially it's, around uh, the it's... edges of his nostrils. <laughs> it's Big Bobby Ball, uh, <laughs> and Big Bobby Ball. <laughs> so they're jogging again in a fucking quarry, very close to the edge of this <laughs> giant quarry. Um, and then guess what? Um, mysterious man happens to fall, slips. Clint pulls him up. Um, and the one thing I noticed is, I mean, because they make a point of, oh, you must have, you've jogged three miles. Fuck yeah. me. That's fucking far, isn't it? Um, oh, it's going to be like, what, a five-mile round trip or six-mile round trip? And Clint's just, oh, yeah, something like that, whatever. He's jogging in his jeans. Yeah. It's like... You know, I like running. I've never gone running, well, anything, any distance in a pair of jeans. Fucking hell. Um, but I guess that's what make Clint, makes Clint Clint, I guess. Uh, well, no, I know, don't think he's really jogged three miles just for, the, just, for the, just for that scene. No, but if if you do watch a lot of Clint <laughs> yeah. films, he does do a lot of running. For point, you know, in, in a lot of Clint films, like particularly the Dirty Harry movies, 
he'll just happen to go for a run, you know. Yeah. Um, well, other blokes claiming he doesn't run, they go, oh, I don't, I don't do running, I just play the odd game of squash. Yes. The least yeah. convincing cover ever. Well, mm. not quite the least convincing, but, you know, not not, not very convincing. Um, and then, so then, Orville uh, convinces him he can't do the fight because uh, this Wilson guy killed a man and he put yeah. another man in the in the hospital and he's he's paralysed. He's pretty much what they suggest. Um, so and now we're back at the Palomino Club. Oh, um, guess who's fucking singing again? <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's got like her own spot now, hasn't she? Uh, and so um, the jogger comes in and he's all suited and booted. He looks totally out of place for that Absolutely, kind of completely, yeah. environment. Uh, you know, he doesn't look like he fits in whatsoever. He's got like a, you know, he's got a tie on, a suit. He's got like a little handkerchief in his pocket and all sorts. He just doesn't look like he fits in. Um, she gets heckled. There's a bar fight. There's always a fucking bar fight, isn't there, in these yeah. films? Uh, and um, Clint's like, uh, you know, sorting it all out while the other guy watches. Um, but then one of them pulls a knife out and then... Um, he gets stuck in. He starts having a bit yeah. of a scrap with them. So Punches then Clint's watching. People. He, do, he does a really uncomfortable kind of jumping knee to someone's head that's really, really not well done. It, yeah, and he grabs somebody's arm. Almost, sort of suggests he breaks their arm or something, yeah. you know, because you had a bit of a crunch. Um, and they're kind of getting off watching each other, aren't they, really? Um, yeah. And, and this also, is where you're you... also even as well now because... Um... When he fell down the quarry, uh, Jack says, I believe I owe you. And uh, Philo says, I believe you do. So mm, they're even yeah. now because he just he saved Philo from a he, knife. That's it, yeah. Um, and so, but they don't necessarily want to fight each other as such, you know, because there's that kind of mutual respect, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the first time that, you know, in the first film and this film that you've established any kind of character with any of the other fighters that Clint's fought. Um, they've all just been, you know, just kind of thugs or, you know, people yeah. who, you know, just fighting for money. Meat sacks who just get hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but now they all don't want Philo to fight. Um, and so because Lynn's now wormed away in, she kind of has yeah. the sway. Um, and Ma doesn't want him to do it now. She's changed the tune and Clyde doesn't want him to do it now. Um, so he, he, he basically relents, doesn't he, and says, "Okay, fine. The fight's off. Uh, call the guy, get his, give him his money back, and then that's it." Um, and then he turns up and starts threatening um, Philo. And, turns and up that's very quickly he... as well, doesn't he? Say he had to fly. <laughs> Is this, I, I thought it was supposed to be the same day, but then he said, "Yeah, I had to fly over here. I had to fly over here, Mister Bedor." Uh, yeah, and uh, and, uh, and then this is where Clyde scraps his car. Um, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> it's ridiculous I mean the bloke just why doesn't the bloke just get out of the car which would be would be a, you know fairly good idea but yeah Clyde's just because let's face it orangutans they they are they are notoriously quite lazy so this orangutan's just sat on the car and it looks like it can't be asked, and it's just yeah, like you said it's just tapping it uh, but in, you see the shot inside and the roof's caving in but the thing is though he then does it to like the um corner suspension bits by the windscreen after he's taken the windscreen out and he just taps it and it's all fully fully like intact 
that it cuts to the car where the whole roof is collapsing, but it cuts back to Clyde sat on a non-dented roof and then back inside to a completely crushed car. And yeah, a bit silly. Wasn't very realistic. Yes. A, a lot silly, yeah. Um, and then you have a conversation at the table between Orville, Philo and Clyde. And Clyde's drinking a fucking bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because he's 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 sort of like moving on to heavy, hard drinks now, not just beer. Because, <laughs> you know. Um, and and, and they say Orville's kind of pretty unhappy that, you know, Lynn's now in the frame. Um and he doesn't want to go to Bakersfield for a bit of a road trip with them. Uh, so he decides to stay at home. Uh, and so, yeah, they go off on this little road trip, which now it's it, this kind of starts off this really fucking bizarre sequence of events. Um, yeah. Which is 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 bizarre to say the, well, to say the least. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, the biker gang are following them. Um, and yet, but again, this I had this in my head. This happened in the first film where yeah. they're having a bit of a chase, um, and they go into this. There's like the the laying uh, tarmac or whatever, and it's like oh, yeah, there's I think, loads. I think, yeah, I think they're laying tar at the tar of the road, and uh, yeah, Philo crashes through the barriers and then just swerves to avoid the, the this thing that's spraying tarmac. Um, the bikers follow, and for some reason, they all decide to drive through the tarmac. They, you know, any of them could have. One of them, all right, one of them could have gone through accidentally. The rest of them could have just put the brakes on, gone left, gone right. But they all go through the tarmac. This boiling hot tarmac, by the way, which would f- flay their skin off. It was going to say um, it, it. It would be like medieval times when it's somebody throw off yeah. the castle wall hot oil at <laughs> that them. It you know it would it would just peel their flesh off wouldn't it yeah um, absolutely but it's not that instead instead Philo goes down a dead end black widows turn up and as they they're still threatening as they still get off it well, was they get off their bike they all start to harden because there's kind of that hardening sound and uh yeah one by one they basically fall over because they can't move mm. and um, um Philo takes him to a hospital though yes um and he you know, he pays to have them towed there, and uh, you know, he, so he he says that they owe him forty dollars. Yeah. Um, now I don't know why, but I'd also got it in my head that they get feathered as well. That they or I must be getting that mixed up with another film, but they they got feathers <laughs> on them too. Maybe yeah. I'm getting that mixed up with um, fucking Home Alone, um, possibly. Do you know but, what I was just thinking? What film is someone tarred and feathered in? You're right, it's Home Alone, isn't it? It's Home Alone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, then. Similarly to the first film, they break into a zoo, but instead of yeah. just climbing over the wall, they actually break into the fucking place, take some yeah. some bolt cutters to the, the, the gate and cut the chain. Um, and unlike the and- last film, where Clyde just knocks on a door <laughs> and the other ape let him in, this time Philo's giving him tips on how to how to knock her out and rape her. <laughs> so, yeah... <clears throat> If the drugged him... banana doesn't work, here's a syringe. <laughs> yes, stick it what in her. <laughs> just, just, you know, to like push the bulb. So, um, but Clyde, because he's a bit of a dopey twat, and he stabs himself with it, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, then uh, Philo 
puts him in the truck, and then he has to go and get the uh, the female orangutan himself, doesn't he? By chucking in the the banana. Um, we were assuming banana. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the mob turn up at the house. Clyde to to date rape. It's more disturbing than the porn theatre. It's weird. <laughs> uh, particularly with the conversation that they have at the end of the film, um, <laughs> which along those lines, but still. So anyway, then um, uh, the mob turn up uh, at the house and uh, they're looking for uh, Philo. And then this is, like I said, takes a bit more of a serious turn because they, they smack up all, they smack the shit out of Orville. Yep. Uh, threaten to kill him. Threaten to kill Ma. She's, they've got guns on him and, and whatever. Um and then, so they knock out Orville. Ma pinches the keys and gets in <laughs> yeah, his tow truck. <laughs> He's fine. Get, gets his keys and follows them. Yeah. Because I'm well, guessing... She can drive she's, now, she's, can't she, sort of? She can, yeah, because she passed the test. But she's got to... She follows them because she wants to warn Philo yeah. about them coming to get him. But how will um, she beat them but, to him? But there's a VW uh, still attached to the back of this truck, which then yeah. starts to bits of it fall off, and you get sparks on the road and all this bullshit. Um, so yeah, Philo's stolen the girl ape, the female mm-hmm. ape. They've got their own hotel room. Yeah, they booked into a and dirty a... motel where where, where, <laughs> where he stays with Lynn, and Clyde can have his wicked way with his victim. And then you get a joint sex scene. Um, yeah. Which is just because they've got their own room. Clyde and the. My first line is where to start because this. (laughs) What in God's. What the fuck is this whole scene? It's mental. Um, It is mental because so Lynn and Philo have got their own room. Clyde and let's call her Doris have got their. (laughs) Got their own room. Clyde's in the shower, brushing his teeth with the shower brush. Yep. Uh, and well, then he comes victim, out. His victim is just laid in bed waiting. <laughs> yeah, she's very docile, isn't she? Yeah. Occasionally makes um, this weird screaming sound. <laughs> and um, he comes out, gives her a kiss. Yeah. Um, and he, he then... Uh, Clyde turns into a bit of a fucking. Oh, he's a he's a very abusive as well. He's he's like he's yeah. getting excited, but then he just starts trashing the room. Yeah, he's just like just... smashing it up. Because yeah. Philo says he's just showing off because they can hear all the noise. But yeah, he's basically smashing it up. And then we find out on the <laughs> other side of Clyde's room we have um, our Luther and Lou, Lou, Luther Luther and what's her face. Our, our yes. ugly couple from earlier, <laughs> and she's she's disgusted because of the noises obscene because she doesn't like the sound of sex, but unfortunately yeah. all this sex sound is making the husband horny. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got oh, well, she, well, she, well, sorry, while Clyde's showing off, then Philo shows off as well. This is all like it's like see it's like a scene with Clyde and Doris, a scene with with. Uh, Philo and Lynn a scene with Luther and name I've already forgotten again but uh, so is it Lucia 
Did I just say uh, it? Loretta. Loretta. Loretta's packing the suitcase because she's disgusted. And Luther's just got a raging boner at this point. <laughs> He's just staring at her gigantic buttocks. <laughs> big, ugly buttocks in a horrendous nighty, just wobbling. And all he can see in his head, and we see in his head, is like a like a like a hula dancer. Yeah. With with tribal drum noises, shaking sexually sexually as he sees this big fat bum. <laughs> and then what the fuck does he he gets out of bed, starts snorting like a pig. I don't know what he's trying to be, a lion, but he's not. He snorts like a pig. And he lifts up a chair and does his back in. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause>, um <laughs> And then she says that he's been very brave. And it was a heavy chair. Impressive, yes. Um, But what's the snorting about? I don't know. But then she gets a bit horny. And I've also realised Luther's ears are tremendously long. But you have to go back and watch that. (laughs) But then we see all three couples do the same thing as they go to fuck for the night. Yeah, they are. All the ladies laid in bed holding their hand out to welcome their magnificent man. So Clyde does a roly-poly onto the bed because that seems to be the only way he can enter a bed. Philo goes in like a human and, and George goes in there for one as well. I, mean, I don't know how his back's got all right again because I've done my back and it weren't a case of going, oh, there you go, that's all right again. That was agony. But um, <laughs> yeah, and they, they all they they all, they all do it, I'm assuming. They're all shagging, yeah. And at and, least and, two of them were willing. Yeah, but also... The the because the, you you see the mob have stopped at a phone box, <laughs> right? They get the yellow pages and they get the, they rip them out, which I that you know I love seeing that in films. Um, and then they you know because it never happens now, does it? Because everyone's got smartphones, whatever. But so they they get the yellow pages and they say and they sit in the car it's like how many hotels have we got? Oh, about a hundred. Fucking hell! It's gonna take them. <laughs> How long is it gonna take them to to, to narrow it down to find out where they are? Well, They're gonna drive. Get lucky. Ra- well, which they do, don't they? Because, yeah. like, you know, first hotel they come across, that's the truck. Um, but in this, in between that, some Mar drives past them. Um, I, did Philo tell them where he was staying, or I don't know. Uh, at, at this point, Orville's woken up, and he drives off, and he gets there within five minutes of. I mean, you know, um, and then you get introduced to this desk clerk who's sort of like working at the hotel, who's a peeping tom. He's yes. looking through. Who's he looking at though? I don't <laughs> I'd know. love to know. He's I'm looking thinking at. It's Clyde and Doris. He's <laughs> got. That'd be amazing, um, because Mars. Mar- Oh my god! This is Ma sneaks up on him and sort of like says, "Oh, you dirty bastard!" Whatever, and he sees her and he gets all excited and horny. Yeah, uh, she she gives him a knee to the bollocks and a right ander. Yes, he goes down, um, but then she starts self monologuing, and she's like, "Ah, oh, the first live one in twenty years," which to me sounds like she's been having sex with dead bodies. <laughs> and she broke him or something like that. She yeah. says, "Um, so." She uh, sort of revives him, uh, you know, and and then there's this weird scene where he imagines Bo Derek from the movie Ten, 
Yeah. And and he's jogging uh, down the the beach like Dudley Moore did in the movie. I've never seen the film, but it's a famous scene. Um, but they've they've put a picture of Mars' face on Bo Derek's head. Yeah, I and mean, it's a thing of absolute horror. It it is. It's it is. pretty scary. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> it's... horrific. Um, then, she she's gonna go. I don't know what she's gonna go do, but she she she. Gets him back to being a peeping Tom while she goes to freshen up. I mean, I freshen up, I imagine lube up or something. Or <laughs> cough the yeah. dust out of a minge. I don't know what she's going to do, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, it, yeah. So, um, then Orville baits these cops to follow him to, sort of, you know, go to the motel. Uh, so, the, the cops chase after... Uh, him as well and then he everyone turns up at the same time so the mobs the mob turns up the cops turn up and then the mob disappears and then the cop arrests the cops arrest uh, Orville yeah. and, and and um Philo just looks out of his rooms like what the fucking hell's going on here uh, and then you know goes back in to finish finish off his business uh, and I was just like what the friggin hell <clears throat> Really strange. I mean, when I was a kid, I'd have probably loved all of that sort of stuff, you know, because it's quite funny. But somebody getting yeah. kicked, kicked in the bollocks, punched, you know, and and uh, uh, Clyde sort of like you know kissing this other ape, and they're they're doing the same things and all this that the the, the shaking ass stuff. But God, it's weird. It's it ten minutes of weirdness, isn't it? We've we've had we've had three weird sex scenes, a fourth on the way, bit of weird superimposed. Highly unusual. I ended all that with "What the fuck is happening?" written in capitals because I was like, I did, I didn't remember half of that, and it was like, yeah. I thought I'd swallowed some LSD or something because it yeah. was just like a fucking weird, trippy. Just to see this whole set scene it was just bizarre. Um, but there you are. And so anyway, uh, the next uh, day, Philo has got a gun. First time yes. you've ever seen him with a gun. Um, yeah. And he returns the ape, which is nice of him. Nobody yeah. around at this fucking zoo. No. It's just it's like... The, it's the uh, delivery entrance, isn't it, around the side? <laughs> like, no one there either. They're returning yeah. the victim. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Clyde's had his wicked way with her. Uh, and then um, the the mob are following them. And how, uh, how did they know they were there? Did they actually follow them or did they just turn up? I think they may have just followed them perhaps but then I hope so because otherwise I mean they're, they're, they're on a roll as far as randomly finding Philo Beddo goes well it's the same as the first film isn't it if you remember like so Philo goes looking for Lynn the biker gang <laughs> go looking for Philo and then the yeah. cops go looking for Philo and he's got yeah. this train of people just like just turning randomly up he's got he's travelled halfway across the, the, the country yeah. <clears throat> and they just so happen to bump into each other no, uh, he's got really strong aftershave like a 20 year old putting Jean-Paul Gaultier on for their first night out at a club and they use half a bottle and that stuff is fucking pugnant mm. and so then he um, he ambushes a couple of the mob guys goes back to his truck they've got Lynn um, and they take Lynn they smack him over the back of the head with the tr- with a, a, a rifle, but mm-hmm. then they shoot the tires, which you know, fair enough, slow him yeah. down. But then they shoot the fucking petrol tank as well, yeah. and, for, and they the throw f- a cigar on yeah, the. Well, for the first time in history, a like a gas tank gets shot and it doesn't cause an instant explosion. Yeah, but 
also they've been sent after Philo because he doesn't want to fight. So is it to threaten him? They've yeah. they've clearly taken Lynn as a bargaining chip to get yeah. him to fight. They've, but then tried then, to, they've killed. They've essentially killed him because he's not waking they, up. They're going to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what they they're going to they've tried to, to kill him now, haven't they? Because yeah. they leave him. There's fire now coming from the the cigar and the the petrol. Clyde's coming back because he's dropped off his his Doris and his missus. Um, and um, so and Clyde drags him away, and yeah. then it bl- blows up. Um, that, 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 again, that didn't make much sense to me because, like, why would they try and kill him? Like, you know. Yeah, no. Um, what also made no sense is we've currently got five. We've got we've got Orville Prison, Philo and Clyde, um, abandoned at a zoo with a blown up truck. Ma unknown with Orville's truck. But next scene, we get we somehow we've got Orville out of the police station and we're all reunited in the truck. Mm. How did that happen? How did Ma and, find him? And Ma is like she's got a, just a uh, a serene look on her face, like she's been no, you know no. done up the arse or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I mean, that's not that's not something you want to see. It. I, I mean, look, you know, old people have sex, I guess, but it's, even so, it's fucking. It's a grim thought. If they it, really? do, it should be in a pitch black room, preferably three hundred <laughs> feet underground, on their own, where no one will ever see or hear anything. Uh, but and also, <clears throat> she's sort of turned to religion because uh, she know she feels that she sinned. Uh, you know, she's had had sex, so now she has to repent for her sins. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, then. They get a phone call from the mobsters uh, saying that they need to get to this location. Yeah, um, they're back at home at this point. They're back at home. Philo's working on an engine because that's what he does. It's like yeah, just they haven't. For the they phone haven't call calmly. Yeah, they haven't phoned the police or told the police. My girlfriend's just been kidnapped by these yeah. mobsters, and they tried to kill me. Yeah. Um, you know, anything you can do about that. Uh, so anyway, now I'll just go and fix a fucking car engine, you know, because <laughs> I've got nothing better to do with my time. Um, so anyway, the biker gang now, I mean, they, they are descending into even more just yep. stupidity and parody, whatever you want to call it, just utter nonsense, because they are fighting over clown wigs, yes. essentially, aren't they? Because they're, they're all, yeah, they're, they're all, um, they've got no hair on their bodies because it's all yeah. been peeled off them. And, uh, so yeah, and then they are following Philo and the cops stop them, yeah. and they want the cops to give them a ticket because they're you know outlaws. But the, these two cops are just laughing at them, you know, yeah, because they're. And when um, Cholo's got his wig on here, for some reason, this is like I said, this is when I thought he was Gene Hackman. Oh, from when, I, when I, was, I was little, yeah. I was small. I mean, I saw it now and thought. Yeah, that doesn't look anything like Gene Hackman. It might look a bit like a spitting image puppet of Gene Hackman, but but no, when I was when I was little, I thought it was Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now there you go. Um, so and then then they go to this hotel um, with the, there's you're kind of introduced to a, a few more different characters now, aren't yeah. you? This is where it gets all a bit cannonball runny uh, because you've got these these this kind of cowboy rich cowboy dude who's yeah. playing strip um poker or some, some kind of strips 
game because uh, he's got like a few half naked women and a few. He's got a, a naked cowboy just singing a song uh, yeah. with his guitar. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, very weird. And then the, the the mob are all betting on Wilson to win and all this stuff. And you know, all the townsfolk are going crazy. I mean, to me, it looks very nice. The, the scenery in the background and everything. It's, yeah. It looks very pretty. It looks like where they where they filmed it. Um, and then philo and clyde uh checking into a hotel and clyde's dressed as a woman because yes. she's on hortense or something and this pervy old um clark i mean they're, are they all pervy because you got one who's a peeping be. tom just, two for two in this film but you've got a peeping tom and a well, yeah fucker <laughs> uh, and so they're you know because they don't allow allow animals in the the hotel um but yeah so <laughs> uh, anyway then these this cowboy this i say rich cowboy with his his groupies um are flying a plane upside down well certainly someone is holding a model model plane <laughs> upside down because why not? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Orville and Philo go looking around the town for Lynn. Um, these two posh old women um, stop because he thinks that the mobsters are following him. But it turns out these two posh old women are in a limousine. So he pulls them out and they're just saying, oh, you know, we we're going to bet on you. Bet on you. Um, he stops the cowboy, um, punches the fucking glass in the car. And because yep. uh, he thinks they're another mo- more mobsters. Um, and then Wilson just happens to jog up next to him anyway. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time that he, ta- he you know, he f- Wilson finds out that, that, that the the gangsters have got um, Lynn. Um, and uh, yeah, then this big other boss gangster turns up and wants to bet a million dollars. Hey, on... big Tony. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but the the two sort of like they said, these are they're sort of like. They've got a bit of power, but they're more like bookies, aren't they? You know, well, and it they, seems to they, me, yeah. I th- I thought at first they were like they were like someone big up in the mafia, but it turns out that yeah, they're at best middle grade, but they are just they seem to be more bookmakers, and that's it. And this is like a they're trying to run a scam essentially. Yeah, and one of them wants to pocket loads of money and keep the big boss gangster out of it or something um, rather than taking a more modest cut of the money. Um, So he's a bit, been a bit greedy uh, and, and whatever. But then um, Clyde then lets himself out the hotel uh, Mm -hmm. room and um, the horny clerk turns up. He's got a dressing going on (laughs) and then, and instead of just, uh, um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> so he sees Clyde in these, like I said, these kind of female-looking clothes or whatever, and he just flashes him. Yep. It's like, it's like, okay, I'll show you mine, now show me yours. And so Clyde does and pulls up his skirt or his dressing gown or whatever it is and like obviously just sees a load of hair and fur. Yeah. Now, I couldn't tell whether he got turned on by this or not or if he sure. was just freaked out. Because... <laughs> yeah, uh... Very puzzling. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and then Wilson turns up, offers to help get Lynn back. Um, they have a bit of scrap with these um, the people that kidnapped her. Uh, Orville dives on her 
like to push her out of the way, but he yeah. fucking like like you know dives right on top of her. Um, he gets shot. It's yeah. like inches or centimeters away from his heart. Yeah, it's. I think it's like it's supposed to be left shoulder, but it's not. It's very much edging towards. Yeah, we're gonna burst your heart into. Yeah, so it's a nasty bullet wound. Put it that. Way. It was. It was, a, it was a decent looking kind of squib or whatever it is. You know, when he gets shot, and then. Um, you get another right turn, Clyde, because uh, he punches somebody and saves Wilson, if I'm right in saying yes. that. Yes, yeah. Um, and then Wilson and Philo consider not fighting each other. Uh, yeah, because you know. yeah, they said it could be off. If, if you even turn up, it could be could be off. Um, yeah, but then it turns out they will fight, but, but just not to make people rich, just to see who would win. Who would be the winner? Yeah, because that would screw over the gangs that you know the mobsters who were betting on yeah. them because they wouldn't make any money out of it. But the um, news has got around that the fight is off, and it appears that thousands of people are now leaving because yeah. there's shots of people leaving hotel. People were coming over to stay in hotels just to watch two middle-aged men have a street fight. Well, that's the other thing as well. He's right. So th- this whole thing is that. It's kind of underground bare knuckle fighting, which they've done at quarries, yeah. you know, in a meat packing plant, out of the way locations, and yet it's turned into almost like you know um, the this big massive boxing match, you yeah. know, like Conor McGregor's turned up at town to fight somebody, or you know Muhammad Ali's fighting somebody. Do you know what I mean? It's turned into this like just fucking like, yeah. like you said, they filled the hotels. You got all these. Gamblers, uh, all these cowboys just turning up, betting on. I mean, you know, yeah. I thought Um, underground stuff was supposed to have a you know a a small modicum of um, secrecy about it, whereas this is the worst kept secret I can I can remember. Hmm. So anyway, then, and I must admit, I looked at the. This is, I think, a point in the film where I looked at the the you know to see how long was left. Yeah. I was thinking, there's like 25 fucking minutes left here. What's left to do? (laughs) (laughs) And so, anyway, then Wilson and Philo go into a barn, start having a fight. Oh, fight. (laughs) (laughs) And then these local kids see the cops turn up. Word starts getting round that the fight's on. And then the the cop shouts it over the radio, doesn't he? And then... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then everyone turns around, including a plane. Yes, who's just driving down the streets. And also, just prior to this, so Orville has just been shot literally, what would you say, minutes, an hour at maximum before... most an hour, yeah. And so he's got a bullet wound in his, what you'd say is, well, it's supposed to be his arm, but like I said, it looks more like it's just just shy of his his heart. And um, he just wants to be known as the hero, so he gets a nice nurse. Yeah. Or two. And he's now out of fucking hospital. And he's just got a, 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 a bandage around his arm. Yeah. <laughs> a sling. Yeah. It's, uh, just, it's just a flesh wound. Yes, the, the it's fine. The Black Widows are fine. on the way as well. So yes. they want to see Philo get beaten, at, beaten to smithereens at the moment. Yeah. So it's all going back and forth, this fight, you know, yeah. you don't see, the thing is, you don't see much of it, really. You just no. see, see loads of, you know, crowds and a bit of th- punching, throwing, pun- being thrown or whatever. And, yeah. and at, then... At least, at least Jack, is, <clears throat> at least it's fairly even. Well, at least swing, yes. you know, swinging one way, then swinging the other way. So for the first time, we see Philo get hit 
And they go crashing outside the barn. They go down the street. Um, and then Philo gets the upper hand a bit. Uh, and I can't read that writing. It looks like fugitive eel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, so anyway, now the the sort of like middling bucky mobsters see that Wilson looks like he's losing, so they order in front of everybody, oh, yeah. the the yeah. hench the henchman who ki- who kidnapped Lynn to kill Philo. Yeah. So, I mean, the, as if that's going to go down well with anyone involved. <laughs> So the um, the biker gang have realised they've, they've better for everything on Philo, which you know so Cholo's done that. But then, so the, the the sort of like you know the the you know the other members of the gang are a bit unhappy about this because they've been they've been chanting for six months about how they want to kill Philo. Yeah, and now they've bet all the money on him. Um, so they step in and stop the gangsters from killing him. They legitimately get... kill one person. Oh yeah, when they throw him over the balcony yeah. into the they car. Throw him like, yeah, he go, goes through a car. But he's, so he's got a couple of stories. And he's, yeah, you just see these twitching legs sticking out of a car windscreen. He's dead. They've actually yeah. killed someone. Yeah, but they actually do something useful. So yeah, for the first time well. in in Ever. forever, that <laughs> yeah. they've actually they 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 beat up these these mobsters. These mobsters that managed to get the drop on Philo, who's you know this tough hard dude. But they beat the shit out of them. Um, they get a bit of redemption, I guess, even though they yeah. look absolutely fucking ridiculous wearing these stupid wigs. Um, and then they have a quick break for a yeah. beer. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. T- tiring work having a mu- mutual respect smackdown. Yes. Um, then they have a bit of a fight through a restaurant, smash through the windows. Um Wilson breaks his arm. He kicks it and, sm- yeah. and smacks it in two, which is pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, but that just serves to make Philo mad because he gets yeah. up and beats him with one well, Jack, arm. Yeah. Well, Jack tells him, doesn't he, saying it's over. It's over. I don't, you know, that's it. That's it. You know, he thinks he's won. Stay down. Giving him the chance. And, yeah, somehow, somehow Philo gets up. Yeah. And then, beat, yeah, like you said, just beats him with one arm. Mm. Which is just not possible. No. Um, just, if you've broken someone's arm and they're trying to fight back, you know what you do? You hit their arm again quite a lot. You mm. grab that floppy arm and you just flap it around like a flag. <laughs> do anything. Do anything. It, you, know, you can really, really hurt them. But no, instead, Philo managed... Somehow Jack managed... Well, Jack has never... Like all of them. None of them... They said no one can block. Jack hasn't blocked a single punch that Philo's thrown at him. And he gets uppercutted about 40 times in a row. He could have just taken a step backwards or to the side. So he could have taken a step to the left, grabbed his floppy arm and then just ragged it around a bit. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a bit bit, bit nonsense really. But uh, yeah. anyway, the big mob boss... He gets knocked boss... out, doesn't he, for a couple of seconds. Yeah, that's and right. That and so it's the he... end because he asks him, was he... I out? Yeah. How yeah. long? Long yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And uh, so the the the, the bookies realise that they can't cover everybody's bet. Um, so the big mob boss orders them to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other ca- the cowboys are playing strip poker with the two old women who bet Oof. on Philo. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and there's a bit of a fetish uh, the, thing going on about old ladies having sex. Mm, and then the, the so the bo- the the bikers stop 
the bookies from escaping. Steal their suitcase, the limo. limo. Um, then you're at a cowboy bar, and you get to see Glen Campbell singing uh, yep. any which way you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all having a drink, and sort of like, oh, you know... Good old time. They're all happy with each other now. It's it's kind of like the happy ending that we wish we had in the first film. Um, and then the next day in the truck, again, similarly to the end of the first film, where they, they pass the, you know, the various people uh, that they've met along the way and whatever. So you get to see the biker gang actually reconcile with with uh, Philo. Yeah, and they, they give him the $40. 40 dollars back yeah and it's all settled now they're all friends and they're all happy um and they've also got a few of them in the back of this this limo or this truck or whatever it is and they're holding up a sign that says philo beddo for president yeah fuck i don't know weird yeah um and then the this uh, uh, so they're just driving down the highway lynn um philo and Clyde, because Orville stayed behind with this nurse, because yep. he's got a sniff, finally. Um, <laughs> and so then this cop turns up on a bike, who is the, one of the original cops from the, from the start of the film that was betting on, on his man to win. Ah, uh, from Flatface uh, Joe. Yeah, and he's been sort of reassigned to work on this like Death Valley, you know, place because he says he's he's got to stay there now for years and sweat his balls off, whatever. And so now he pulls them over, uh, and he's gonna you know write them up for various offences, blah blah blah, you know, and make their lives a misery. And Lynn does the right turn, Clyde, and um, punches him out, and they drive off into the sunset. Well, not the sunset, but you know what I mean. And and that's that. They're all happy, and that's the end of that little franchise. Philo's um, got his girl. Orville's got a girl. Clyde hasn't, but he can just rape any monkey he comes across. Oh, 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 oh! Missed a bit there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well. He's because now you're right. They're having a little conversation in the uh, the the truck, and Clyde has now got a pinup of um like a. Like a page three model, or you know, yeah. like a um, you know, of a, 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 a topless woman, and they're having a bit of a conversation about, oh, I don't think we can do that one, uh, or we can get her, I should say, and then Clyde they're opens the glove compartment. <laughs> Clyde opens out the opens the oh. glove compartment and and pulls out the fucking <laughs> drugs. It's like, can't we just drug her? Yeah, um, worrying. A little bit, you know, and so, you know, it's like, you just imagine that uh, at one point, you know, when Clyde's perhaps a little bit bored or whatever, he goes to the car and um, he, he he drugs Lynn or something and then Lynn wakes <laughs> oh, up sorry, the next day. He doesn't day. have to drug Lynn. He doesn't have to drug Lynn at all. She's, she's already been there. She's or Ma, put, she... even. Oh, dear. No, I, I, I think... I think Clyde's back off down the Palomino, and he's uh, just hanging round the t- round the ladies' toilets. And when he sees one go in, he likes the look of. He's just, uh, you know, brings out the syringe from be- from in amongst his matted fur, and then just follows her into the toilet. He's cruising, isn't he? Uh, yep. Yeah. 
So there you go. That was uh, Any Which Way You Can. Now I've just realised that we haven't done Metacritic, so should we do I've Metacritic? Been, I've been because... sat there looking at that going, when should I When should I say that we didn't do Metacritic? <laughs> let's, let's do it now, so yeah. at least it's done. Okay. So uh, as I mentioned earlier on, this has got a, a higher positivity rating compared to the first one. So do you want to take... Um, the, the one of the top ones so it's got three positive six mixed and one negative so do you want to take one from the top yeah i'll take i'll take uh ooh, who should we go with we'll go with the washington post um a generous entertainment of its kind any which way mixes plentiful portions of gauche robust action and comedy with frequent musical interludes yep and then we'll go with empire magazine this is ian nathan about the dumbest movie clint eastwood ever put his name to that's actually a middling review, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, he got... Oh, we'll go for the bottom one. Time out. Uh, London, in fact. Uh, Eastwood at his least appealing in a poor sequel to the already disappointed redneck comedy of Every Which Way But Loose. Lose. Loose. The story is similarly... Th- similar, I cannot say that word. Similarly thin. Trucker Eastwood, accompanied by his orangutan buddy Clyde, gets involved in... Re- Repetitive brawls with sundry, unsavoury brutes, while the humour is far too broad and the direction plodding. Hmm. Well, there you are. Uh, that's what the critics thought. Uh, so, <clears throat> more importantly, what did you think of the sequel? And also, what? which film did you prefer out of the two? Which film would you choose to watch if you f- were forced to watch one? Um, right. This one, tough, right? Um, <laughs> I don't think I really like this either. Um, mm. Particularly, it, this had more moments that I remembered than the last one. Like I said, I think I've got the two films partially mixed up or whatever. I've never watched it as an adult, and I've never paid really any attention to the plot. It was all about. Uh, orangutans and fist fights. That's all I cared about when I when I was wee small and watching it. Whereas now I'm looking at, oh, I say plot. Um, didn't like the way it sort of reconciled Philo's and Lynn's relationship. I think it changed her character a lot. Um, Ma and Orville were basically written out of the film essentially. Um, yeah, tonally it was apart from the apart from the rape <laughs> of stuff uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> insinuated in it. It's it's a lot more fast. I think you're right when you said it. it it's more on a line with a. There's more of the film that feels akin to like a, a, a police academy level of humour. Um, I mean, there was some in the first in the first film, but that mainly revolved around the Black Widow just being useless. As much as anything else, um, I find the first one quite tonally weird because some of it, yeah, the, the, some of the humour was really childish, but then it had swearing in it, and and you got to saw, you know, buttocks and whatnot. This one, more of the film was childish, like so that a great percentage of the film was more childish humour, but that sits weirdly with some of the implication of like drugging things to fuck them and stuff. <laughs> I can't quite get. I can't quite balance that out in my head how they fit together, so it feels just totally different, but just as weird. And why? 
when I was younger, yeah, great, more Clyde, excellent. But in reality, he still doesn't do that much. But it's obvious that they knew where they knew where the success was for the first film was. It's a man and his ape. So Clyde would get almost top billing still. And uh, I remember it still for the, the the fight at the end. I thought was epic when I was really little. It's not not epic at all, but it's definitely better than the first film like trying to characterize one of these fighters slightly but everything just feels really thin and it's it feels even more than the first film it feels like just a load of scenes stitched together what it did to me when i watched it last night it didn't it didn't feel like any flow again it it, and it had another weird sex orientated scene in it like the first film which is probably the best bit of the film because it's so fucking odd but I don't think I liked it overall. Now, if I had to watch one again, I would go for this one more than like because I think mm. it, I think it actually it this one went you know it happened a bit quicker for me than the first one. I found, I thought the first one dragged a bit more, but I think I, I don't know. I I'm disappointed that I didn't really particularly like either one to be fair. But I think mm. I'd watch this one more probably. But again. I think that's tied to my memories as much as necessarily on reflection of watching both of them. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, because you get mixed up a little bit with the, this film and the first film. It's like, say, this fight where they they you know smashing the town up and having this massive scrap and whatever is kind of it, that reminded me a little bit where that uh, Philo's confronted by the Black Widows in the town yeah. and they have a bit of a scrap in an alley and then they, you know, uh, smash up their bikes, Rawville smashing up their bikes, you know. So it's there's a lot of similar things. Like I said, it's almost like a bit of a rerun of the first film, isn't it, really? Yeah, pretty um, much. I think, uh, I, I, I'm like you, I probably would watch... The, the thing is, if these films were on TV and, uh, you know, there's like nothing else on and I'm not saying I'd watch them from the start, but like a few years ago... I think it was on Sky Movies, and I, I, I there was maybe about I don't know forty minutes left, and I think I just had it on in the background, and I ended up watching bits of it. And so it's like if it's if it was on in the, the background, I'd probably still watch watch it a little bit. Although saying that, having watched them so close together now, I don't feel like I ever need to watch them again. No, uh, any time thing, yeah. Anytime soon, which is a little bit sad, really, because like you know, like I said, it's kind of a bit of a nostalgia that's kind of gone a little, to a certain degree. But um, I think I'm like you. I, I would probably choose to watch this more because at least there's a bit more characterization with uh, Wilson's character. You know, him uh, as being this kind of rival to equal almost to Clint. Um, at least it's got a better ending for me, yeah. whereby you know there's a more satisfying fight rather than Clint just being beaten up by this old fat fucker. <laughs> uh, and then, um, or giving up essentially. And then, you know, at least he gets to go off in the sunset with Lynn, who is at least in this movie, it's hard to, it's hard to forget what such a twat she was in the first one because we've just watched it. But you can almost kind of forget that to a certain degree because of, you know, she is totally the opposite in this, you know. Yeah, she's a character a, rewrite, essentially, isn't it? it just <clears throat> yeah, we'll brush that one under the carpet and we'll we'll, we'll start again. Essentially, it's yeah. yeah I mean, I, I can't. I, I can see why they brought her back. I suppose because they brought most of the cast back. But well, you know, they could have 
had a new female lead, couldn't they? And yeah. and he could have talked a little bit about how he was hurt in these last, and he didn't want to commit to a relationship, and you know, and, and whatever. And and then that kind of blossomed as a as a relationship with this new female or whatever. But you know, hey ho, they did what they did uh, because, like I said, Clinton and Sandra were fucking in real life. So, um, but it, yeah, yeah, it's it it is a. I went back and I re-rated my original review. I think I gave it three out of five, which, looking back at it, was generous now. I mean, I only knocked half a star off. I mean, it's like yeah. a, it's a two and a half film out of five for me. Yes. The same, and I, I rated this the same really because they are. I pre- although I prefer this, it's very marginal. You know, yeah. there's not much. You know, I can't say that this is head and shoulders better than the first film, um, but you know, and that whole scene, like that triple or even quadruple sex scene. Fucking hell, it's so weird. And they have they introduced these two characters in real life, these husband and uh, wife characters, you know, actors in real life, which play husband and wife in the film, for two scenes. Yeah. Like, you know, the scene where they're driving to watch them pissing on the side of the road, <laughs> and then the scene where they're just, you know, having sex in a hotel room. It's very strange. I don't know. Yeah, but then It's weird that... If, you know, Considering when this was made, this is two hours long, basically. Mm. But how can a film that's two hours long then sort of have so little happen in it? Mm. It yeah. didn't feel like a short film. It, you know, I felt its length a bit. Uh, but what I can't, I can't figure out now. Thinking about it, what was what was that two hours filled with? Because that's a lot. If you think about some of the great ninety-minute films, how much they managed to cram into ninety minutes. What was this two hours crammed with? I don't. I can't. I, I, I can't think. To be fair. Well, it, you you got a bit of a mu- bit bit yeah. of music, Country bit of music, music video. Yeah, yeah. Every time bit you of, went bit to of, the Palomino, there was at least thirty-five, forty seconds of, of music. And the rest, it felt yeah. like this was more they more filler than than the first one because of filling it with the music. Yeah. Um, they paid for Fats Domino. And the, you're getting Fats Domino. Yeah, you know, and and then you know some more fights, uh, and you know, yeah, but yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I, I'm glad that we've rewatched them yeah. because that's the whole point of the, the this you know podcast is to to go back and watch films from our childhood. But it, they do. Um, yeah, we're not in golden little... golden child territory here. You know, I don't want to point no. that out. It's nowhere near that. It's slightly disappointing, but it's not like. Ugh. Not shite, not yeah. not utter shite, but just n- not great, you know. Anyway, anyway, we had some Twitter correspondence, and the thing is, this is this is maybe if people listen to this, they'll um, perhaps think we're being really down on it, and everything. And we are to a certain degree, but yeah. but the general consensus from people from the, from the first film and this film, in terms of the Twitter correspondence, is that people love these movies. Yeah. But I, I genuinely think that that is more of a nostalgia thing that they haven't watched them for so long, uh, and maybe they just have this memory of what these films are like. I mean, the thing, like we said before, people can't even remember which bits of the film come from which film. Which you know film, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and maybe they've just got this perfect movie in their heads, which is bits of the first film and bits of the second film all stuck together. Um, so hey, this is the point, anyway, isn't it? Had... Some films you watch and they still really, really hold up. This, this, these ones yes. don't. It doesn't take away anything from them. But if you haven't seen it for years and years, maybe you know what? Keep you might want to keep the memory. You might have more fun with that. I think. 
so we had some um, Twitter correspondence. And the first one I'll take is at Gideon's Mob 73 and he said, loved both of these or those films, fun and action. Right, we've got Shawnikin. Okay, why is there numbers above it? Don't know. Um, so maybe I should explain um, with this one because he sent me a DM as well. Ah. So it's the, if you do the first one, the one underneath first, number two. <laughs> the first one, two. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I saw this in the theatre. Don't remember much because the only reason that happened was because my father made extra money doing key grip tire shit on the set during the key grip tire shit on the set during the sequence in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Wyoming, and he must have been proud enough to, uh, to take me to see it. And so I think I replied, said, that's very cool. Did, you know, your dad have any uh, stories from the set and everything? And then he replied, do you want to carry on? Yeah. I don't recall him mentioning anything noteworthy other than to say he met Clint. He was kind of a nuisance during the movie, uh, trying to tell me how the fist fights were fake at all. In hindsight, he did me a favour by instilling the notion that movies are a lot of bullshit. Um, And then I sent him another message saying, you know, if you've got any other stories like dm them to me and he sent me a picture of clint uh with fats domino uh standing next to a piano and then also a, a post that he put on facebook uh a little while ago which i'm struggling to scroll down which says uh fats domino came to the plains of grand uh tetons or tetons in wyoming uh when we were making any which way you can. He started playing one of his songs, I Want to Walk You Home on a Grand Piano. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, sorry, everyone stopped and looked over the side of the hill and there were about 10 elk. They were all standing there with their heads tilted to where the sounds were coming from. As soon as Fat stopped playing, they left. They were fascinated. Everybody likes the blues, Clint Eastwood. So that's actually come from Clint Eastwood himself. Uh, so thank you for that, Sean Akin. That's really... Uh, Awesome. Um, do you want to take the next one? Seems I kind of hijacked that one. That's right. Is that Carl Brown 84? Yes. The prequel played on At Movies TV Network months ago. Would you call it? It's not a prequel, is it? It's a. It, I mean, it's a. It's just the it, first film. Yeah, I suppose it is a prequel to this film because this is oh, a sequel suppose, to yeah. that film. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but in, with a prequel, I was kind of just assume that it's like an established franchise, and then you've yeah. got something that comes before it, I guess. But hey ho, like uh, the tales of uh, Clyde and Philo at school. Yeah, if that that, exactly. The younger years, you know, mm. um, the, the pre-rape years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then at Kung Few One says, I simply remember loving this movie on. Uh, TV as a kid and it's sequel which I actually thought the ending juke out was even better than the first one and I wanted Clyde as a pet to make right turns at people that deserved it nice there you go so that was it that was um, the every which way or any which way series whatever you want to call them Um, glad we've done them and yeah uh, yeah. now it's your pick um, and chances are, because as of recording, this is the 11th of November. Yeah. Um, 
now we have got a bit of a backlog so again it's all a little bit jumbled up so when you get to hear this i don't know because dave has got a bit of a backlog of, of our podcasts to put up four haven't we i know so it's possible that you may well hear this in 2022 who knows yes. um but it's likely that we will have maybe two more movie shows this year which again will make no sense whatsoever if you are listening to it in 2022 but i'm just saying this out loud to help keep (laughs) myself on on track uh so we will probably do one more movie show this year Mm -hmm. and then we'll do a christmas show in december so we it's your pick for the next one and then we'll perhaps do a joint one for christmas oh is it okay because so, i hadn't thought of anything i thought maybe the next one was going to be the christmas one <laughs> uh, we could probably squeeze another one in i think maybe so okay. um use a christmas one each because you know oh we could choose uh, do, we could do a christmas one each and we could put it out as a double show like a double long episode he could put it out before the before christmas Oh, should we do that then? Well, I I haven't thought of anything Christmassy. I must admit. So, should we just leave people hanging? And because um, I like I said, when this comes out, it might well be twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's true. So, so we should, we'll, we'll anyway. The, by the time you've listened to this, probably there will be a Christmas episode. I would suggest. Yeah. Uh, but either way, whatever it is that you uh, go to, then make sure you uh, go to sixty mw uh, which is our website and it has all of the podcasts on and so you've got all of our previous spotlights uh, reflection shows which uh, we've done a number of over the last two years the last one being the crow which um, I'm very proud of I'm listening to, I'm almost done listening to that I must admit because I like to re-listen back to them and uh, I, that was one of my favourites I mean they're all yeah. good but that was that was cool uh, but there are there's tons and tons of, of movie shows that we've done over the years and also all the other podcasts that are on there so yeah go to the website check them out uh, if you go to uh, Twitter which is at 60MW podcast and uh, make sure you follow that's because of all the giveaways and everything else all the dvds blu-rays there's loads that get given away um and i'm at dastardly jabby uh, on twitter where are you where can you be found i'm at ape mutterings and there you are and we will see you at some point whenever you're listening to this whether it's in the future <laughs> whether it's in the past i don't know uh but at uh Anyway, thank you very much for listening and contributing to the show, the people who wrote in. Uh, and we'll see you at some point for another movie show. Don't know which what it'll be. But that's what I'm saying. Follow Twitter and then you'll find out. So there you are. Kind of struggling to finish this. <laughs> I'd just say goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's hard for a backstreet affair to be easy For each hour of happiness There's two hours of pain We meet in the shadows Because all that matters Is spending the night With you once again You leave with a promise You'll call me tomorrow But I never know When the next time will be And each time you leave me I can't help but wonder Was tonight the last night for you?
which way you can Just love me any which way you can My love's not the choking kind You've got your life And I've got mine So if you can never be Just love me any which way you can 